we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about giving back. Giving back. Now some of you aren't going to like this episode. But my job, quote, job, is to exhort you to be better people. Right? All right. So we did not create ourselves. And all the blessings that we have come from God. So we should give back. Now, if you look at scripturally, Christ is pretty clear that we should give alms, give to the poor, whether in the form of just giving people money on the street or giving to a charity or your church or tithing. A lot of Protestants do the 10% tithe. Now, scripturally, there's no scripture that says you have to give 10%. This is just a kind of an arbitrary number. In the ancient faiths, like the Catholics and Orthodox, we do not tithe ten percent. You're just expected to give. And Christ, like what? No, what's the line from Second Corinthians? God likes a chair, a cheerful giver. And there's mentioned somewhere else in the in the epistles that much will be given for those who give, give freely. Think of the parable of the old lady who gives a coin, and it's a lot of what she has. And then there's the Pharisees, like. See, the rich man, he's like, see, I'm giving I'm giving money. Watch, look, everybody, I'm giving money. I'm giving money right now. Everybody see. But my point is this. We must give back. Now I know, oh, Gregory, you're just uh, the religion. Uh, it's all corrupt, really. Of course it's corrupt. It's created by mankind. mankind. We're all corrupt. Everything's corrupt. You don't think government's corrupt? I don't think police unions are corrupt. School school districts are corrupt. We're fallen people. So that's just an excuse that you make. Go to the, the previous episodes we have on religion. It's just an excuse you make because you don't want to go because you want to be your own pope. Let's be real. How can you expect your kids to be obedient to you when you're not even obedient to your maker? So what I'm challenging you to do is get 10% of your time to give back to God. Again, there is a creator and I'm not he. That's what you should tell yourself. So I'm going to give back. Now, how can you give back? Well, obviously, I mean, you can tithe. You can give 10%. Now, the cynics will tell you, well, you don't know how that money's going to go. You can watch that, that HBO show, The Righteous Gemstones, about the megachurch family. You know, they live in a gigantic mansion and all that so if your pastor you know he'll say you know a lot of this is going toward a ministry but a lot of it's going to him but if you want to give tithe if you want to tithe and a lot of the mega churches have kiosks as soon as you walk in tithe 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 if you want to tithe that's fine but i would tell you to tithe your time so 24 hours in a day 
That means 2.4 hours of your day give back to God. Two point. Oh, Greg, it's way too much. No, it's not. But it's going to kick into my Netflix time or my porn time. You know what they always say? You know, we always say it when women say, oh, it's not me. It's, it's not you. It's me. I'm just not ready for a relationship. We all know that's a bunch of nonsense. What you're saying is a bunch of nonsense. We can find time. And look, it takes it takes time to get to 2.4, but you can do it. Now, how can you get to 2.4 hours? Praying. So, I mean, there's different forms of prayer. Like for me, as a, as a traditional Catholic, I could go to daily Mass, which I just did right now. That's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's a little longer if the homily is long. 30 minutes there. I say I pray the rosary, which is a meditation on the life of Christ. It takes me 20 minutes. Okay. Let's say I read the Bible. I do that nightly. Turn off my phone at 8 so I can focus on Scripture. I read there. So, I mean, right there, if you if you sparse it out throughout the day, do your morning prayers, grace prayer when you have your, your, your meals, some evening prayer, you go to Bible study, you go to church, you can attempt to get to 2.4 hours, 10% of 24 hours. Start. Start slowly. I mean, I don't I don't see any reason why you can't go an hour and space it out throughout the day. You can't call yourself a Christian and say that you're not reading the scripture. Saint Jerome, who translated the the Bible into Latin in the fifth century, late late fourth century, which then every Protestant eventually got their book, their Bible from the Vulgate, including the King James. He said, Those who are ignorant in Scripture are ignorant in Christ. And it's true. You can't call yourself a Christian and not know the scriptures. I mean, I don't expect you to know every verse off of Leviticus and no Mosaic law. But all of you, when I'm mentioning these parables, you should all know the Gospels. The Gospels are an easy read. John's a little harder. But the other three, the synoptics, are easy. They're just a breezy, easy read. I'd say 1 Corinthians is a great one because it has to do with sex and love and marriage and all these things. That's another easy read. There's no excuse. Can't say you love Christ and you're not reading the divine word, which came from sacred oil tradition. No, the way, the scripture did come from the Catholic Church. Catholic Church was the only church prior to Martin Luther, 1,500 years, and we decided what books were officially in the canon. When Jesus ascended into heaven at the end of Matthew or at the beginning of Acts, he didn't drop a book from the ground with the, act, the, the table of contents. It was the early church guided by the early popes. They met in different councils in the 5th century, 4th century, decided which books were canonized, even though we, we knew from the apostles of the apostles, like Ignatius of Antioch, for example, Justin Martyr, these guys who knew St. John, who was the oldest of the apostles. The only one, not to mention, or to mention that didn't die as a martyr, St. John didn't die as a martyr. He was the only one of the 12 apostles who didn't. But, I mean, we've known since the early church uh, what books were were canonized. Now, there was some fighting as, you know, whether or not the, the epistles of Clement, who was places, the fourth pope, should be in there. The Didache should be in there. Some of Ignatius of Antioch's writings should be in there. They would decide they were not, they should not be in there because they were too far from the apostles. A lot of the Gnostic gospels, the main reason the Gnostics are not in there is because they were written 300 years after the time when when the books that we have canonized in the New Testament were written. Also, a lot of what they teach is contrary to what the early church believed. 
And then later on, Martin Luther, of course, wanted to get rid of seven books. He also, from the Old Testament, which he succeeded, that's why the Protestant Bible, Old Testament, is shorter than the Catholic and Orthodox. He also wanted to get rid of uh, Epistle of James, Hebrews, Revelation, because he didn't jive with his new his new theology of salvation by faith alone and, and sola scriptura. I'm going to look this up. I'm not making this up. Either way, Protestant, Catholic, Jew, I don't care what you are, try to get the 2.4 hours of giving your time. If that means donating, volunteering at church, you're in the choir, all right. Just try to get the 2.4 hours. Because I know some of you are a little frugal and don't want to donate money, okay? You don't have to tithe. Your church might tell you that. You don't have to do 10%. But it should be, as we say, time, talent, treasure. Time, talent, treasure. Time, do something helpful in the church, volunteer over there. Talent, okay, same thing. If you have a talent, like you're good at apologetics, go go create the um, help with the, the young kids so they can learn the faith. Treasure, your money. So have it a combination of those, but strive to get to two and a half hours. And it'll enrich your life. You know, a, a, a large prayer life lowers depression, gives you perspective, gives you wisdom. You learn to take up your cross. You you learn better how to how to deal with suffering than the atheists do because without Christ, suffering is pointless. Now, for you atheists, of course, I would tell you to come back to Christ because most of you were raised that way. And the hubris, and the intellectual arrogance, and understand that the same ideology that destroyed marriage is the same ideology that pushed you to leave your church. That atheism in its form. I mean, you, you do have examples of it certainly in the Middle Ages, but really it started with the French Revolution and then later with Babof and then later on with the Bavarian Illuminists and then, of course, with Marx, the League of the Just, all these organizations in the mid-19th centuries and then you know, the anarchists in the late 19th century and then certainly with the French Revolution and then with communism, you know, one of their major platforms is to destroy religion. Why? Because they want you to worship the state. They don't want you to worship God. And now so many of you are worshiping the state now with the vaccine mandates, believing that the government knows what's best for you. Either way, guys, I exhort you to try this. Just try to give more time to Christ. Give more time to your faith, time, talent, and treasure. Guys, if you appreciate my content, I'll please post an honest review. If you're like, Gregory, I hate all this religion stuff, then post it. If you have an Apple product, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal, make a donation, help defray the cost of posting this on the server. The other one is for Naturopathic Earth, my website. Go check out all the articles that we have over there in the podcast. And lastly, subscribe and post an honest review for the three feeds that I do. Confessions of an Obese Child, Female Holistic Health, Apothecary, and of course this one. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.